I'm back by the reserve again for my daily walk and I thought I would continue with another little talk um, and the uh, subject that's come up over the last couple of days <clears throat> the subject that's come up over the last couple of days is um, a line in a particular scripture part of the scripture that's read most, most mornings one of the scriptures that's read most mornings in Soto Zen Buddhist monasteries um, the scripture is called Sandokai and it's the very end of a scripture which I'm going to talk about there's a line well, actually there's two lines this I offer to the seeker of great truth do not waste time it's a particularly good line to <laughs> hear first thing in the morning I think good reminder for the day I also find it interesting because that line this I offer to the seeker of great truth that's the last but one line from a from a scripture and in some ways it points to the many lines that have been recited before but it also I think points to that last line this I offer to the seeker of great truth do not waste time and in the nature of these kinds of scriptures there's a there's a multiplicity of meanings in that last line and one of the things that I've seen online recently and heard people not being too happy about it is uh, being reminded of the great things that people have done when they've been in similarly limited circumstances effectively a lockdown things like um, Sir Isaac Newton coming up with I think his theory of gravity and also Shakespeare writing at least one maybe two plays during the the plague in quotes a lockdown that they had at that time and uh, there's been a little bit of pushback <laughs> about this uh, saying uh, well I think entirely reasonably that <clears throat> people are not Isaac Newton and they are not Shakespeare <laughs> and also that they they need to tend to their circumstances, their specific needs and the duties in a sense that they have during this period for, to themselves, to their families and so on. And um, So I think uh, it's like most inspirational in quotes sayings or quotes, it's uh, they're definitely things in you know, these inspirational posters and things they're more a source of humour to me than a lot of uh, motivation um, they are very often although coming from the right place and who knows maybe it's exactly what some people need to hear at a particular time in their lives to me very often they're uh, 
just a bit trite. So, <coughs> excuse me. So why is do not waste time more than just a motivational poster caption? Well, I think the best thing would probably be to read the whole scripture. <laughs> and that gives an idea of what's being pointed to. A very good idea, actually. And um, just going past some people. good six feet away that's good um yeah so what is this do not waste time because it's kind of obvious it's, again it's if you take it at it's take it at a superficial level it's just uh, like a school teacher having a bit of a nag at you don't waste your time well i think there's definitely something in that <laughs> and i must say as a rather reluctant school child Looking back, I can see the great wisdom and value in a lot of things which pretty much whooshed over my head, said by many teachers over many years in many different circumstances. Not that I'm saying that's a terrible thing. I think we, we grow into our realisation of life, don't we? So I don't think, I don't think I'm very different from most people also don't think I'm necessarily different from my teachers who no doubt came by their wisdom in long and convoluted ways rather like myself I suppose just as we all do anyway do not waste time so I guess the first question would be okay if we assume that in quotes not wasting time is a good idea then uh we have to understand what that means. So, if we lay aside time for a moment, let's say, for now, that we all have an understanding of what time is. We may need to come back to that at a later date. How do we, how do we waste time and how do we not waste time? And I'm saying this in relationship or reference to the previous talk I did where I was saying that provided we're doing what we need to do provided we're basically ceasing from evil doing only good and doing good for others then we can then we can relax not that we should be complacent but being wound up about this stuff isn't helpful I think we have to trust our good intention otherwise we're always waiting for what's I've heard described as the cosmic 2 by 4 we're always slightly hunched up, always slightly in the fetal position waiting for cosmic punishment for things because we haven't tried hard enough or we're inherently lacking in some way and blundering about I certainly know that feeling because in again in conventional terms it's a bit like I was saying about not needing necessarily to fill ourselves up with huge amounts of information all the time 
which is such an easy thing to try to do from the web, social media, and goodness knows where else. Um, you know, in the conventionally speaking, this is uh, well, I've felt a feeling of needing to know enough so I can act without error, not wanting to make an error, not wanting to make a mistake. And as I said before, the problem with that is that there's an, from a human perspective, there's, a, there's an infinite amount of information available. There is no way, even about a relatively narrow subject, there's no way that I could take on board all of the relevant information. And even if I tried to, in many fields, it's being added to every day anyway. So the moment I closed the final book and said, right, I've read everything and I understand everything, guess what? There's another book coming through the door, another article, another magazine, another journal. So if we also, so we've, we've agreed that it's probably a good idea to not waste our time because time is limited in this life. We don't want to, we don't want to waste it. And given that it seems even from a logical perspective that trying to pile up an infinite amount of information in order not to make mistakes and waste our time on things which aren't important or things which are important but come to nothing because of our lack of understanding and so on um, I think I did try and do that for quite a long time I fancied myself as a bit of a scientist I pursued that for a while some ways I regret pulling out so so early. I, I, uh, I got far enough to see that actually it wasn't going to be the satisfying aspect of the satisfying activity that I thought it was going to be. I think walking away from it actually showed a lack of maturity at the time. I was in a kind of all-or-nothing frame of mind, looking for it, looking for the thing, looking for the, the right, the right thing. Just admiring a, I think it's a thrush up here. It's very beautiful. I'll just listen for a while. song thrush. Don't see those as that often these days. It used to be a common sight. So where was I? Yes, what is it not to waste time? I'm finally getting to the point. Well I think for me, not wasting time is to actually be what you are all the time. And being what you are means not feeling 
I'm not adding anything to what you are right now, <clears throat> including how you feel, all those things that you wish were different, assuming there are any. Most people have them, I know I do. Um, just being exactly what you are. At this moment, always. And the reason I say that is that wasting time is departing from that, departing from truth. Departing from reality. In some ways it's a waste of time because it's, it's untrue, these stories we tell ourselves. In some ways, they're a waste of time because they're actually superfluous. It's, you know, the, to the extent that they're true, they're true because we know they're truth. And that knowing doesn't depend on us having the thoughts, if you think about it. We're not using, we shouldn't, I think, be using thought to justify thought. I think we do try to do that. But you can see that, again, logically, that's, that's not really helping. Because how do you ascertain or justify the truth of the truth you use to justify and ascertain the truth of the first thought? And so you end up in a infinite regression, and that's not going to help. That doesn't work, clearly. So, so it's an aspect of the unsatisfactory nature of the way that many of us use our minds a lot of the time. And I think there's a big clue here. There's a big clue. You know, this I offer to the seeker of great truth. There's an assumption of a shared wish, which is to see truth. To see truth is to see things as they are. And I think not wasting time is actually as much about not filling time with things that time doesn't need. Wow, that was a huge carp. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my word. There's a massive carp jumping out of the water and back in. I hope it's okay. Seems to have seems to have gone back under now and hmm. anyway, I'm taking a seat <laughs> next to the lake. Opposite some islands. There's loads of birds here. So yes, um, do not waste time. Like most things seems to come back very much to Dogen, 
Dogen's Rules for Meditation, which I think is one of the most incredible expressions, incredibly succinct, incredibly deep expressions of the necessity for meditation, the means in which meditation is done, the ways in which it's done, and the consequences of meditation. Interestingly, that's, um, that scripture also finishes with a, a line. If you want to find it quickly, you must start at once. Actually, it's not, not the finish of it, but it's in there. So again, the importance of time, the importance of finding stillness while we can. And finding stillness is a process, but it's also inescapably part of stillness. Another word for meditation, or actually what we find in meditation, is the ground of being. I think that's a brilliant way of expressing it because actually we can't we can't escape from the ground of being the real ground of being in some ways makes the practice very easy. And it also I think is why <clears throat> very often you hear these rather cryptic sounding sayings and aphorisms about um, practicing in order to realize one doesn't need to practice. And those things can sound a bit willfully obscure, kind of unhelpful really. It's like, well, yeah, good for you. <laughs> How does that help me? But I think actually that's, that's what's being pointed out. That's what's being pointed to. We don't need to add anything. And part of our normal perception of wasting time is doing nothing. You know, there's, a, there's a thought that doing nothing is, a, is wasting time. But I think, again, through meditation, there's a recognition that actually doing nothing is where we come from in order to do. It's where we are in order to do. There's a line again in the Rules of Meditation that says, you too can have the authority of Buddha. And I, again, that's not about walking around with a big 
big stick or a hat on or a crown or a badge. It's the authority of Buddha is coming from the ground of being. being motivated, being moved by something far beyond ego and yet again by its nature there's nothing in the ego or of the ego which isn't already part of the ground of being because how could it not be? I think this points very clearly back again to meditation as the central practice, I might say the practice of Soto Zen Buddhism. Because when we meditate, we let go of everything which is not this. We just experience exactly what's going on. However it feels, good or bad, interesting, boring. But in doing so, it means that we are not carried away by it. We are not possessed by it, these things. Whatever it is, memory, and so on. And again, it, well, it ties in with them. Um, scripture of great wisdom, the Heart Sutra as it's also known, which says that form, pure is all form. I think you can only really know that in the stillness of meditation. Knowing that all appearances arise from the ground of being. So you can see that various scriptures which are recited very frequently Buddhist abbeys, they're not there for entertainment's sake. They're not there for any other purpose really than to teach, to help people move forward, to point to reality. feel very privileged to have been exposed to Zen Buddhist culture. I know there are other cultures, other great works that people find solace in and instruction from. But I've never 
I've never experienced anything like the basic scriptures of Buddhism, which they seem to ring like a great bell. Filling everything. There's no space for argument there. <laughs> so anyway, do not waste time. So whatever your practice is, I would suggest doing it wholeheartedly, without undue stress, but being fully present to it and seeing what it teaches you. I hope you have a good day. Take care.